0: Hi, everyone. My name is Ranjana, and um, welcome back to another episode of Gen Z Voice Podcast. And today I'm so honored because we have a guest, Yamini, and she is a comedian. And so thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So, yeah, um, I just want to say, you know, I love your platform, you know, and what it you know, stands for and, the, and you know, not only for people of color, but for queer folks and everyone, you know, I think it's a really uplifting, you know, platform and it makes everyone happy.
1: I feel. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: Um, Yeah. So I just want to ask, you know, how did you start your journey in comedy and how did you realize, you know, that this is it? So,
1: I was doing theater most of my life. And then when I got to high school, my high school theater department had an improv team. And I thought, you know, this is like another way to get involved with theater. So I did it. And I ended up really liking it as its own kind of format. I thought it was really fun. And it was like, I could just explore my like funny ideas. And I never really thought of myself as like a comedic person or like a funny person at that point in time. But then after I did that, like I went to college and I joined another improv group and we started doing sketch writing. And I think at that point was when I really felt like, it was at least a hobby that I really cared about and so at that point I started doing stand-up and when I started doing stand-up that was when I felt like okay I really like this like I want to try to do as much as I can with it and then since I've graduated I have been trying to do more like writing stuff in a proper way like I'm writing a pilot with my friend right now and you know I've been like trying to submit writing to different places you know make videos and things like that Mm -hmm. so it definitely in the last year it's like ramped up, but I've been doing comedy in some form for like eight-ish years. Yeah, and
0: also, you know, how did you kind of find your space in comedy since, you know, a lot of comedy, you know, like you said, is a lot of men, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you like navigate that?
1: Yeah, I think it's really hard to feel like yourself and feel funny and feel like you're being authentic to your voice when you feel uncomfortable no matter why you feel uncomfortable. But for me, like when I was doing comedy with like a lot of straight white men, I just didn't feel like they cared about what I had to say. Um, And not in like a mean way or an overt way necessarily. It was just like they didn't relate to me and they didn't like try to. So I didn't feel comfortable. And then when I got to college, I joined a group uh, that was very much more female more people of color, um, more queer people. And that was like when I started to feel like, okay, people are trying to understand me and like care about my unique perspective. And then since then, I really have just like not, I don't seek out spaces that are like white male dominated. And I think that has Mm -hmm. really, really helped me feel like myself and feel funny and feel valued. And I think, you know, those, those pockets are there, you have to look for them, like they're hard to look for. But like, being a part of those groups has really helped me feel, you know, confident about my pursuit of comedy.
0: Right, no, that's totally, you know, that's very true, and, you know, I also remember, you know, in some of your comedy, you know, you said, like, you brought up, you know, kids or, like, college students or high schoolers wearing the Jeb Bush shirt and frat guys, and it's just really, you know, interesting (laughs) to see your take and how, the representation isn't there but now you're starting to kind of see it Mm -hmm. in mainstream comedy and I really also agree I think it's who you surround yourself and um you know watching comedy it's all about being able to relate so yeah and and also you know since you said you're also now doing more sketches and more Mm -hmm. writing so what kind of experiences or aspects kind of shape your writing
1: um I think to having done improv really helps with my writing and really informs it I think I get a lot of ideas from improv I'll just like start writing something and see where it goes and then I'll like keep the ideas that I like and run with them I you know I like I like like taking things that are normal and just like adding a little bit of a weird spin on them I like social commentary um which you probably like you saw that stand-up I did about the bush shirts (laughs) um like I do like social commentary and I like a little bit wacky um stuff and so I kind of like to combine that I definitely like for me writing is really really much better when it's collaborative so whenever I write something I always show it to people that I trust and like ask them and people who understand my voice like not random people (laughs) like people who I trust who are funny who get my voice and like would laugh at jokes yeah, I always ask them to, you know, give me feedback and be honest and that has always like really really helped me.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that's very important in any space. And also, you know, where do you draw inspiration, you know, for your comedy? Um, you know, you know, which is kind of outside your experiences, but like who do you kind of look up to? Yeah.
1: Um I think not necessarily style-wise, but in terms of um like I looked up to them because they made me feel like I could be a comedian. I really looked up to Mindy Kaling and like Hannah Simone, Lily Singh and people like that. Yes. I don't like necessarily think they're like my style of comedy, but I, I it, growing up and like seeing them on, on my screens, it was definitely like a push that like I could do too. Um, but I really, really like uh, right now. I like Taylor Tomlinson I think she's really funny. I really like um, Anna and Maya who, who created Pen Fifteen. I really like like the idea of, of two, two, two girl best friends like writing a show about themselves. I like mm-hmm. Broad City. I like Debbie and Alana's show. I really love um, Seth Rogen. I just I have like a very weird. I think my sense of humor is not necessarily like what I perform, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like them. I really like Michelle Wolf. I like Ali Wong. I like women of color who like speak on stuff, <laughs> you know. I like a lot of things. I I used to really love SNL back in the day. Now I'm like less inclined towards it, but it's fun to watch like sketches and stuff. I really like Portlandia. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I really
0: can relate to you with the the Mindy Kaling, you know, mm-hmm. seeing representation and also Taylor. Tomlin, and you know, also I guess also you know, um, like you know what, like, what are the issues you know that like you know I feel like in comedy either people you know kind of stay away from politics and like or like social issues. Um, you know, how about you? How do you navigate that space and like where do you draw the line?
1: Yeah, I think personally like politics are really hard to consume and really anxiety inducing and really like hard to be constantly taking in. And we, we do now, like it's bombards us with social media. Like we're always hearing about the news and it's very stressful. And like, I always have anxiety because of it. And I think making jokes about politics and about world news and things like that is like, for me, a really helpful way of digesting it and turning it into something that feels like productive and helpful to people. Um, and easier to understand and easy to make light of. And I think that's why I like to make jokes about politics um, in my stand up or on Twitter or in videos or anything like that. Like, I just think it helps. Um, I think I, I get why some people don't want to talk about it, but I think it's necessary because everything is kind of political now. And so it shapes the way I, it like deeply shape politics, deeply shape the way I see the world. And so. I think it wouldn't be me to tell jokes without some right. um, sort of like little mild political element to them, even if it's just subtle. Um, I think draw, like where the line is drawn. I don't. I think it's. I think it's punching up versus punching down. Which, um, if you're not familiar with this term, punching up means like you're making fun of people who historically have had more power than you, and punching down is making fun of people who who don't have more power than you so like I you don't want to punch down so you don't want to make if you if you are white and a white man you don't want to make fun of like a black woman if you're like straight you don't want to make fun of gay people you know Mm -hmm. if if you're in a you're living in a house financial security you don't want to make fun of homeless people or food insecure people um I think that's like the general rule I follow other than that I think like it's kind of dependent on the joke. And I think a lot of times like dark humor people don't like, but I think, I think it's the prerogative of the comedian to tell jokes about their own experience that are hard to digest because I think sitting in discomfort is a statement that works.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I guess also like, um, you know, how, like, w- you know, if there was a younger person, right, yeah. or a person who's growing up, you know, right now in America, you know, who's like, you know, I don't really know what to do, but I want to do comedy. I want to be able to write. And, you know, who doesn't, re- who is slowly starting to see their representation? Mm-hmm. What would you say? And
1: what advice would you give? Yeah, I guess, like, seek out people that look like you and people who think like you and have had your experiences. And you know, talk to them. And even if they're not people that want to do comedy, like have those people look at your work and consume it with you because they don't mm-hmm. have to be comedians to consume comedy. Most people who consume comedy aren't comedians. In fact, I think comedians like don't like comedy as much as most people do. Um, <laughs> and so I think like find those people, like have them look at your work and um, watch a lot of stuff that you like and talk to people Find people who can be mentors to you. Like that has really, really helped me. Is like going on Twitter and um, like talking to people who are more experienced than me, who are like also brown women or queer people, or right. you know, like that has really, really helped me. I think, I think it feels lonely, but the internet is like, is here now, and so we have so much like space to connect.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. Also, just you know, just talking about you know representation. And, you know, um, you know, how how being, you know, a queer, you know, a queer woman or, you know, in society, like, and, you know, how, what should, or is comedy, you feel now, a place where you feel that there is representation on queer, the queer community is heard? Or how far
1: is there to go? I think there's always more to go. I think it's definitely... Right. It's definitely changing. I think right now in comedy, there's a huge push towards people of color, women uh, and queer people to get more of their voices heard. And you'll, you'll see more people of color on getting Netflix specials. You'll see more women getting mm-hmm. specials and like so much more intersectionality. Um, I think obviously there's more to go because you still, if you go on Netflix and you click on comedy specials, I see more um, people who are like certifiably creepy, have had like right. assault scandals then I'd see women of color on there. So of -hmm. course, there's more to go. But I think we're trending in a positive direction.
0: No, yes, for sure. Um, And I feel like 2020, even though, you know, it's such a horrible time, it's been a time of, I feel great importance Mm -hmm. people, you know, who are trying to now like, be heard and make sure that there's change. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is another question. But how, what, like, what keeps you motivated,
1: and how do you practice self-care? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is hard because I don't, I don't naturally have a lot of motivation. Um, I struggle with this a lot. Even if I really, really have an idea that I love, it's kind of hard for me to keep going on it. Um, I imagine it's something that I naturally have always struggled with. I think having people to hold you accountable helps a lot. And so I have, like, tell people, like, this is what I want to get done, <laughs> like, making sure that I get it done. Things like the podcast that I'm working on, that helps because there's built-in mm-hmm. deadlines. So I kind of have to do things. There's no excuse to slack. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just it's okay if it's not there. Uh, sometimes I, like, I have, you know, friends who do comedy will just, like, get on FaceTime and, like, sit there and work on something. And that way, like, you know. I don't just go lie down in bed instead of doing something. Um, Oh, yeah, of course. I just want to
0: shout out, you know, to your podcast and, you know, Pillow Fight. Yeah. We love it. And I think, you know, I was just listening to the episode with uh, you and Mm -hmm. Abby and just talking about how I remember you guys were talking about, like, uh, that Netflix series, like, wrote or like Paris yeah, I Paris. forgot but it's yeah Emily in Paris and what you're saying was so spot on that you know a writer or someone can just write a show and you know it doesn't matter whether it's mm-hmm. good or <laughs> not and it's so interesting to see also like how you said there wasn't representation yeah. you know of people of color was,
1: or queer yeah. people And that I was show. just talking to Abby and we were talking about um, the script like just scripts that white men write and how like we've read Mm -hmm. as like we've been in this industry or whatever we've read more things that like straight white men write, and we're like why are we ashamed like why are we embarrassed to show our work why are we embarrassed to submit things like they have so much confidence to just send in whatever (laughs) so yeah yeah yeah
0: for sure um and so I guess like I feel like Okay, this is another thing. Um, if you could do a comedy special, you know, with like three guests, like random, it could be from the past, you know, like dead or the or present, alive. you know. Who? Yeah. yeah, dead or alive?
1: Who would you choose and why? Um, would they be? I, I would. I don't think I would choose comedians. I think I would choose non comedians. Okay. Um, I would say I would choose. Um, I think I would pick Freddie Mercury. Lady Gaga, and Marsha P. Johnson. Oh, um, yeah. I think it, because I like, like I told you, like I like I like politics and I like art, and I think like those things are really, they impact like the kind of jokes I tell. I think I would, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. And like the, they're like idols to me for many reasons. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about, like, guest comedy. So that's just the answer mm-hmm. off the top of my head. No, yeah,
0: for sure. I think that would be, you know, a really cool episode, I feel. Um, and also, you know, since, you know, social media right now is has mm-hmm. such a huge presence, and I know that you also not only have a podcast, but you have mm-hmm. a TikTok, right? So, um, you know, how, like... Like, what is a day in the life of a TikToker, <laughs> you know, as a creator? And also, like, what are some of your favorite pop culture issues? Okay,
1: I wouldn't call myself a TikToker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say every day is different. I think I'll usually have, like, projects that I want to work on, and that, that, like, week will be, con- like, me doing those projects over the course of some time. I'll have a couple days where I, like, work with people, and then a couple days that are, like, creation days where like I'll film things or um, practice things aloud I'll have some sh- stand-up shows over zoom some nights um, things like that mm-hmm. my podcast releases on Wednesdays so Mondays and Tuesdays are really like making sure everything is like tight on those and then I record like, random times and things like that so it's really all over the place there's not like a set and sometimes I don't do anything all day like don't do anything related to anything all day um, like I'm, I'm living at home <laughs> and I'm jobless right now. So it's like, I apply to jobs. I like do errands for my mom, you know, it's like all sorts of um, yeah. pop culture issues that I care about. I don't know. I like a lot of pop culture issues. Like I love, I follow like celebrity yeah. gossip, you know, I follow like fashion, music and, and things like that. In addition to politics, um,
0: yes. I think
1: like um, social movements are cool to follow as well and i think that like kind of blends pop culture and politics a little bit um i've been this summer doing like a lot more of like reading like theory and reading um different like people's takes on different issues i've like i've like followed mm-hmm. a lot of like really cool people on TikTok who talked all about like different um like ideologies and things like that and that has been really cool because social I never you know if it, it feels inaccessible but you know there's so much information in like such accessible right. ways on the internet now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um and yeah, there's so much. Um and also, you know, like I guess, you know, you know your thoughts on the current state of affairs and you know such as like voting and like what other issues are important to you and uh, you know i kind of see that in your comedy that you know mental health awareness is really important and mm-hmm. that you're not afraid and that no one should be afraid and i feel like you know it's a taboo yeah. issue but it should not be and so you know just yeah. your
1: thoughts well, on that with regards to mental health I think definitely I think it's it's weird that it's taboo I really don't think it should be and I I think like right. it should be spoken about a lot more than it is because I think like we should be seeing mental health professionals the same way that we see doctors like you should get, at least get an annual checkup um you know I think I don't think that it, it's so neglected in our society and I think that that is the result of so many things I think like this like unfettered capitalism Mm -hmm. like that we live in is kind of it's nuts and like we are like I I think like the wealth distribution in this country is so awful so I think I think that like this like whole like work to live mindset is definitely something that I don't like and I think that hopefully we are I think a lot more people are kind of coming to that realization now and I think that that is why, like, so much of my mental health has been neglected, especially in this country. And um, mm-hmm. I also think that – where is it going with this? Um, yeah, I think, like, right now it's the election. So I think that's, like, a huge thing. I think something right. that I've really been thinking about is how a lot of states that are red states aren't really red. They're just really voter-suppressed because – we're seeing like Georgia flip right now and it's like always considered to be such a red state I think they just registered so many new voters and so many like black voters and young voters and you know I think like I think voter suppression is a huge thing like we we don't talk about it enough and the fact that um like we California just gave formerly incarcerated people the right to vote but that that's something like yes. that, um incarceration is so deeply impactful on people's lives it kind of it, it like mm-hmm. you know it's hard to get a job after it's hard to like be stable ever again and we don't let those people vote in things that like so directly affect them it's kind of nuts to me so that is like one thing that I'm really thinking about right now um yeah and like policing alternatives to policing um yeah. yeah
0: of course um, you know just shout out to Steve, Stacey yeah. Abrams right in Georgia and I also feel like now with social media you know TikTok actually has been a place I feel that people you know are focusing so much on these mm-hmm. issues like police brutality like capitalism and so it's just interesting to see this generation Yeah. yeah. you know um, also I guess you know this is lighter
1: but what do you like to do for yeah fun? um like pre-pandemic I just like love spending time with people and like hanging out with my friends just like what like h- hanging out playing games I love games like cards against humanity and things like that and I'm still doing them online but it doesn't it doesn't hit the same um I also I really like music I sing and I play the piano in decently so I like to do that um I like to do comedy stuff that like isn't, you know, for my brand or whatever, for fun. I you know, I like to cook. I like to exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Hello?
0: Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Hi. So um I just wanna say, you know, like I think we're just talking about, you know, um, uh, you know, comedy and do you see this as, you know, because I know that also you're searching for a job um during this pandemic. Do you feel like this is something that you can see full time?
1: Um, I think yes. I see myself working in entertainment slash so comedy right. full time. I think it just to what could yep. happen and in what um kind of avenue that is variable. I would love to like perform and write and like create content. I don't know if, like if that's gonna stick, but I'm I'm giving it my all right now and seeing right. if that happens. If not, like I would love to be involved like in development of like media of some kind.
0: And I think you you said earlier that you know that you're writing a pilot with your friend. And so I think that's really um cool. Mm-hmm you know obviously you can't give the details but <laughs> uh I think yeah it's just I just think that also you know since it's also 2020 and um, like and this pandemic is you know going on you know mm-hmm. like how how do you think comedy has changed since becoming online do you feel like it, comedy has kind of improved in some ways that you didn't expect or what are your thoughts
1: I think it's like for me solely in terms of comedy the pandemic has been a blessing in disguise every other way it has made my life a million times harder but um for comedy I think it forced me to really use the internet and network and uh build a platform online because I didn't I wasn't really thinking about it before I was like I'm gonna go to open mics I'm gonna perform and that's it whatever but I've really like built a base on the internet I've been making more like digital videos like networking with people all across like the country and the world who do comedy and that has been like really great and I have been able to do zoom shows which makes me like able to do more shows I can just sit in my room and do a show (laughs) and it's definitely a little bit weird it was a weird adjustment but I think it helped a lot because I've like grown my like audience tenfold and that has been really helpful
0: right and also you know just going off that you know I feel like, you know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, you know, comedy, you know, is like, you know, like why I do this. I mean, it has a reason, right? Like I feel everything has a reason kind of behind what people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, what has it meant to you, you know, personally, you know?
1: Um I think it's just it helps me kind of make light of experiences that are hard
0: uh-huh. or
1: weird or confusing and f- connect with people I think comedy really helps people connect I think laughter is a universal language and uh, if you can make someone laugh I feel like you've kind of connected with them so I think for me it's definitely uh, like kind of an emotional connection with people I-, I think it's like shaped me a little bit because now like when something hard happens or something weird happens I'm able to like turn it into something positive positive. Uh, in my processing of it because I'm like you know this is this is funny like com- comedy is tragedy plus time so I think you know it helps me get through life right um. and I think I've never really cared about like what other people outside of my family and friends think okay. of what I'm doing like I don't it's I don't care that much and like sorry if they do and sorry if they mm. <laughs> give people a hard time about it but I think you, you have to only surround yourself with people who are supportive of you. And luckily my family is like, you know, they're like, you just got out of college, like pursue this for a while. Like, obviously they're not going to be like happy if I'm like, you know, starving and asking them for money all the time one day, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like I have a college degree Mm -hmm. and I have backup plans. I know like I'm working really hard at what I want to do. So I think, yeah, you just have to surround yourself with people who Believe in you and are supportive of what you want to do. Otherwise, like you will feel bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I I agree. I feel like you know, there's this always this thing like oh you know, like you know, lok lo- kienge, which is you know, you know, you know, other people are always you know looking mm-hmm. and stuff. And, yeah. And I feel like when I actually saw your comedy, you know, and you know, I've seen your TikToks and you know obviously I don't know you know as a person personally <laughs> but I was related in a way where I felt like you know you have everything going for you and you know it's all put together and it, there's I just felt like when I was watching you know your TikToks and you talked about you know dating white men you know it just it just <laughs> like stuck with me and and different experiences and i i could relate and it it was just something that i never really saw so um thank <laughs> you for creating you know of course platform. i'm
1: really glad
0: yeah um you know and it's i feel yeah um also um also this is the other thing but um please feel f- uh free to plug any um social media links or anything else you want me to um add
1: Yeah, um, I guess you can follow me on social media on Instagram at Yamini does comedy. So that's Y-A-M-I-N-I does comedy on Twitter at show me the yams. So show me the (laughs) Y-A-M-Z. And I have a podcast that's available wherever you listen to podcasts called Pillow Fight. It's uh, like a little fun comedy girly chat game have all sorts of different people and like we talk about pop culture and news and play little sleepover games so it's lots of fun and yeah that's pretty much it thanks so much for having me no yeah
0: for sure thank you so much you know for doing this and just you know i can't wait to see I you know what you do and so thank you so much <laughs> thank you and also just this is off for the podcast but um before i post it obviously i'm going to take out um you know some of the parts that don't need to be there and Mm -hmm. and send you a copy okay beautiful
1: thank you so much of course i'm excited to hear it thanks so much for uh having me
0: yeah no problem thank you